welcome to a special edition of Structured Gibberish. I'm your host, Brian. This is Pat. Also your host. Yeah, the co-host. Co-host. You're, we're co-hosts together. You're, you're, not, you're not the host and I'm the co-host. That's Yeah, that's how it works. I'm the host. Pat. You're the co-host. It's equal. Get out of here, Gwanda. It's equal. Anyway, <clears throat> we're here to talk to you about a little movie called uh, Spider-Man Origins... Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a movie that nobody saw coming. And That's the, that nobody saw coming and everybody saw. Mm-hmm. I I got to tell you, from the get-go, I, I want to just, I want to put out there, I feel like this was an amazing animated film just on the, the merit of its animation alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this take was an out, experience. Take out story, take out characters, take out everything. Just the the medium of animation as an artist, I was blown away. Yeah, I there, loved it. There were a I, lot of things that they did to make it very, very comic book looking, but still very motion. Like there's no right. there's no motion <laughs> blur. They draw the motion lines in when people move right. and stuff. And people like the background will be in full fluid motion and people will move in like every other frame and stuff like that. And they do some yeah. just really, and the end scene that we'll talk about after we blow the spoiler yes, horn, but yes. man, the end scene is just like a visual, it's like a nonstop. It, it's almost <laughs> like an assault of, it is. It's, it it's, is. An, it's just an ama- This whole movie from beginning <laughs> to end is an amazing, there's always something to look at, you know, yep. in, a, in a way it, it's almost distracting to because to you're point, staring I've, at this I've heard, movie i've heard that a couple of times but I, I personally i want to see I it again me too i don't think i, I missed I anything but like i was just so times yeah i was just so um, blown away by just looking at things that yeah i don't think i missed any plot but i do no, want to have but, another shot at it just to pay attention to <laughs> the characters but they they did um they did so well i you know th- there's there's kind of a a struggle going on with our with our brains in our eyes <laughs> um and it's kind of coming to a head in um I get it. you know that you got it um there there's you know we we all saw the trailer for the new lion king right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the new quote unquote live action lion king <laughs> that is 100 cgi'd yeah 100 cgi'd oh, they, they probably they might have done some like I don't. They, they th- probably I'm did some like sure pre-production they, on the you know sure, on scene. Sure. To... I'm sure. I'm sure. But they're they're making this movie, and they're they don't bill it that way. It's not stated, but it is heavily implied that this is the live action version. Right. Like the trailer doesn't oh, say that, but all the PR right, right. refers to it as that because they have to differentiate um, it from the literal cartoon. Right. But it, it's but still technically a cartoon. We are at that point now. We are we are at that that doorway where you know. A hundred years ago, when you had your Steamboat Willies and whatever, or ninety years ago, you know, um, that was that was it. That was the pinnacle. Animation was the pinnacle of we can't film this in real life, so you have to draw. Mm-hmm. And now that medium has caught up to where we say, sure, it's real." <laughs> well, it's like this. It's like you know. What do the, they call is isn't it like the the uncanny valley or something like that? Or? Exactly. Yeah. The uncanny valley is like when you've gotten so close to it being realistic, but it's like 
just slightly off that you're still right. aware that it's not real you know that's that's where we're at right now with 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 animation where you yeah. can they could have easily delivered a spider-man film with characters in the suits well i mean shit anybody out there who's playing the spider-man game on playstation 4 <laughs> it's basically like playing a spider-man movie as long as they keep the masks on it looks like a movie you know Mm-hmm. The, the, well, you know, effects maybe five, ten years ago. You know, Spider-Man 1, the effects in, are better than that already. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I I remember the big deal they made out of the effects. Like, I thought that the Spider-Man suit in Spider-Man 1 was incredibly realistic for the CGI. You sure. know, because there was some really bad CGI going on around then with, like, Superman Returns and Matrix Reloaded oh, yeah. and stuff. And, oh, yeah. Um, but anyway, this movie, they decided not to go that route. They, they, they They, basically said like, well, we're going to do this fully CGI. And because we, this is the, you know, like we have this entire palette, like we have all this potential. We're not going to go with super realistic. We're going to go the opposite. Right. And it's amazing. It's so, so amazing. The style that was given to this, the, the color palette, everything about it just, it blew my mind. It really did. Like just watching it. And I've, I've always been kind of a, a casual Spidey fan. Like I love Spider-Man as a character. Spider-Man as a character is as superhero-y as you can get. You know, I always love the, the struggle that he, he had to face to, to balance his real life with his superhero life and so on, you know? Um, and, this movie just got it all it Mm -hmm. hit every nail on the head and it did that thing and i again we're gonna sound the spoiler alert in a minute here but this is really a spoiler but it did the thing that i've always wondered why we don't do why why do we have to keep reinventing a character when we could just move the character forward and introduce new characters that you care about Mm mm-hmm And if you do it in the right way, and this movie really, really does, then you get long longevity for your fans. You can still have your old hero. He's still there, you know, but you introduce the new one to keep it going, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and And that's not not just this movie. Obviously, this movie is built on things that happened in the comics and yeah and they, you know, they've the, just been doing it right the, with yeah exactly the spider characters character in the set. comics have been handled very well in my opinion in the last many years so so all right so i want to get into this so we're gonna spoiler alert from here on in we're gonna talk the meat of this if you haven't seen the movie go see the freaking movie for the love yeah, of pete please and really see it. for the love I, of pete <laughs> i i we saw it in 2d I I think they were showing it in 3D, but I'm afraid that I, I would have like had a stroke. Honestly, there were points in the movie where I wasn't sure we weren't watching the 3D version without glasses on. <laughs> yeah, like it gets in your brain. They did like this intentional thing where there were like when you're focused on one person, like other parts were blurry and weird. Like it looked like you were looking at a 3D movie without glasses on. But obviously, it would you know it would have been more if we really weren't watching it. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This movie plays with stuff like that. It plays with the visuals so much. 
It's so enjoyable, though. It's such an experience seeing this movie. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, now what's – you know, the movie – I, I, I'm, I'm looking at a plot synopsis to kind of guide us along. But what's interesting for me to start off with is that I was very well aware of who the voice actors were, who was playing who in this movie. Mm-hmm. And when we meet Spider-Man the first time, he definitely doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> you know, like I'm like, that's not the guy. Is he doing yeah. a, a voice to, to like that's dif- weird to differentiate um, in my head. I refer to him as ultimate Spider-Man because uh, Miles and another Peter Parker are from the ultimate universe. There you go. There yeah, you so go. I've just been calling him ultimate Spider-Man in my that's, head. That's perfect. That's perfect. Cause now do you know who that was? It was a uh, Chris Pine. I, I heard Chris Pine, Chris Pine, Chris Pine is a sneaky motherfucker. Yeah, he so gets into these movies. he does. He's great. I love that guy. So anyway, so we meet this, this Spider-Man and there's no <laughs> indication that it's not the Spider-Man that we've seen in all the trailers and everything really, except for there's it's, it's off. Like something is obviously askew because he is the epitome or the ultimate of spider-man like he is the spider-man in his prime Mm -hmm. he's got all he's got his shit together he's got all his gadgets he's got everything you need and then you know for for his character story arc we 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 meet him and he is swiftly killed (laughs) and that was shocking like i'm watching and it's like what Like in my head, I was already building like I, I'm just like I'm an I'm an expectations guy. Like the second I see something in the movie, I'm like, how does this fit with the trailers that I've seen? Okay, this this can't be the end of this character because I've seen two more scenes in the tra- in the trailer. You know, like that's just how my brain functions. You know, I, I very rarely allow myself to just get into a, a movie. Um, and so when I I saw him and I I. I I had dismissed. I was like, I must be mishearing his voice. Yeah. Or it's know? like a weird take or you know, something. Or, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's it, this, it must be fine. This just is how it, how it goes, whatever. And, you know, so I'm building like, okay, so maybe miles and this Spider-Man are in the same universe. Maybe they're all in the same universe. And then like spider ham is from somewhere. I, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm like racking my brain to kind of make this all make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and then pa-bam. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we, we meet, um, I, I, it's, it's actually, again, this movie, even though it's the freshest movie in my head, it, it fills so much of my mind. It's hard for me to really remember how it was structured, but we meet miles, miles Morales. He is young kid. He's in a new school. It's like, it was kind of, I've never really had had experience with the kind of school it was kind of a boarding school feel mm-hmm. like he stayed there during the week yeah but came home on weekends which it's that's it, kind of a weird thing I've, I've never experienced that um but so uh miles has got you know he he's very smart kid he's going to this weird school he obviously doesn't really want to go to his dad is a cop you know it sets up his character pretty well pretty quickly you know what i mean again you you have a lot of empathy for him 
right off the bat. You're just like, this, this kid is very relatable. You know, yeah, it's, and he's, he's, um, uh, he's not shy, but he's kind of an outsider. He's he is awkward. Yeah. He's awkward. You know? He's off putting, but and, he's and trying again, to, he's, you know, he's trying to make friends, he's connect, not... but he is the fish out of water. He is the kid. He doesn't really belong there. Like he says at some point that the only reason he got in there was because he won like a lottery. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously like his dad's a cop, his mom's a nurse. They live in an apartment in New York or, you know, in Brooklyn, maybe. Right. Well, I know yeah. they said at some point. Spider-Man where, too, typically lives in Brooklyn, I think. Right. Um, but, you know, so he, he, the, the, the family is obviously not like wealthy beyond their dreams or anything. Um, but he won this lottery. He's, he's in this school, but he is not the rich kid. He is not the kid from the neighborhoods where all these other kids are from. You know, you see him walk through his, his neighborhood and see his people. And then he gets to uppity snazzy school where they are not his kind of people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, they are definitely like the upper class. He is the lower class. Right. And that's kind of how they see him. Right. Absolutely. So um, now. So he does he does he meet Gwen pretty quick? He meets Gwen pretty quick. I think he meets her like basically right away. So um, he he meets up with with Gwen kind of the first again. I'm sorry, folks. My memory isn't what it should be. Um, but yeah, we, she laughs at his joke. That's the first time we see that. Oh yeah. Have- he's late to class and he says something about Einstein said time was relative. So maybe you're all early or something like right, that. Right. Right. And she giggles and basically said that wasn't funny, <laughs> but, but, uh, it was really tense in here. So I giggled. Um, we, I think we've all experienced that. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, then we so you know to fast forward the story a little bit he has this relationship with his uncle um his uncle is kind of the opposite of his dad he's he's kind of you know you get the impression that he will he works on the outsides of the law <laughs> mm-hmm. you know he's not necessarily the most upright citizen in the world um or earlier in the in the movie we see miles um, slapping stickers around with his tags on them, you know, um, which honestly, I, I know <laughs> this should, this shouldn't, this won't come as a big surprise to people who really know me. I never understood that that's what they were doing. I was just like sticker art. That's really cool. You draw it, but they were tagging without having to spend the time tagging. You just right. slap a sticker and it's tagged. Now I get it. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was a cool way to share your art. Anyway, and it, not that it's not, but I just now I understand exactly what they're doing. Um, so anyway, he 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 quote unquote kind of breaks out of school because um, you're not supposed to leave during the week, and he goes and visits his uncle that obviously doesn't live too far away, um, and they hang out and you know they share some some little. Uh, family bonding stuff you know uh he his uncle teaches him a a a move to put on gwen uh to you know touch her shoulder and ask you know i was it what what was he saying i can't remember was just hey i think it was just hey i don't remember I, i i had a whole like joey tribbiani thing going on in my head when i was 
relaying it to my wife and my daughter's like, no, that's not what he did. <laughs> I was like, no, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, but, uh, so then, um, you know, he sees a sketchbook. He's like, oh man, that's really great art. He takes him down to this, this, uh, space in the subway. He's like, you know, I worked a job here. Come check this out. And it's just this huge area where he can create, you know? Mm. And so he makes this big, beautiful mural and it's amazing. And, you know, him and his uncle have this, this really cool um, moment together where they're, they're really bonding, you know? Um, then the uncle gets kind of a mysterious phone call and has to, has to run. And he's basically is, is, is out of the picture for right now, you know? Um then Miles has to go back to school. Um, he gets in trouble for being out. Um, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, he goes. Um, now, does when does he get bit by the spider? I can't really remember. So this this part was like masterfully suspenseful. Yes, it was. But this the spider comes down and it, 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 it he does get bit, I think, before he leaves the room. Before he, he leaves the first time. Yeah. So he's the spider right. like okay, got it. crawls all the way up him and gets onto his hand and then onto the spray paint and gets like thrown off. Right. And that's the first time you think he's going to get bit, but it doesn't. And then it goes back up him and comes out on his hand right before he leaves and it bites him. And he's just like, ow, and just like flips it and off kills of him. him. Just like, yeah. bah. Boom, like gone. very very anticlimactic it wasn't like the because it was ah, yeah, it was like, very dramatic as you're watching the spider go up his hand and then they like zoom in on his face while he bites him and then it like zooms back on it's like ah. just yeah, like he's like ah flips it on <laughs> like, like nothing at all just like that knocks it away mm -hmm. um so then weird shit starts to happen he he's getting his spider powers yeah in the uh, morning he's like he his body has changed a little he right feels he, like thinner, his legs are longer yeah. he's like my pants don't fit anymore you know like just weird stuff you know um his he he sees gwen he tries to do the hay thing his hand gets stuck in her hair he can't get it out they have to shave the side of her head to get his hand off <laughs> which i thought was was very fun you know it, it was it was a very weird uh you know, high school interaction, you know, mm. the, again, you know, it felt very realistic, very fluid where he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. Here she is. I'm going to put my hand on her shoulder. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, and it's, he's, he's just getting so nervous about it. It's just very well played. Um, Gwen, Gwen, for some reason, uh, introduces herself as Gwanda. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why she doesn't give her real name. It's not like I don't know. Well, I think because she's she, not trying she to hide is, her identity. Well, I, she's out of universe, so as far as she knows, there's another Gwen Stacy running around. You know, oh. so she doesn't know where Gwen Stacy falls into place. Well, if it's yeah, if it's the ultimate, if she's in the ultimate universe, then Gwen Stacy is dead. Right, but she was Carnage. Right, right, exactly. So she could have found that out easily and been like, "I am not going to introduce myself as Gwen Stacy." You know, um, but either way, she, you know, it, it was in her best interest to be coy. You mm -hmm. know, maybe, maybe that's how she, Gwanda, was how she got in the school. Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of questions there. 
that I don't need to have answered. You know, she says uh, later because spoiler alert, she's um, Spider Woman. She's Spider Gwen. Right. And uh, she's she says later in the movie that um, she showed up in this universe and something just drew her to the school. Right. But how she got enrolled and in classes and whatever very quickly. Yeah. That seems, you know, she was she was new, a new new kid in the very elite school, super quickly. You know. Yeah, like if I was a uh, if I was jumping to another universe, my first thought would not be like like if something was drawing me to a school, I wouldn't be like, you know what, I I better enroll and take some classes. <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna just see where this takes me. Who knows? Um. But anyway, so that they that kind of sets up their their relationship a little bit. You know, he's obviously into her um, and she, for better or worse, is uh, aware of him, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, so then uh, kind of cuts to he's going to go back and, and figure out, you know, was this the spider? Is there something crazy going on with the spider? You know, so he goes back to the um the subway checks it out finds the body of the spider again kind of tense movements you know keep you on your toes um and then all of a sudden freaking monster version of uh green goblin is that ultimate is that how he is in the ultimates because i don't know the ultimate yeah yeah so so we're essentially in the ultimate universe right as as far as i could tell we're basically in the movie version of the ultimate universe. Yeah. Right. So because it's not exactly because um, Peter Parker died in the ultimate universe before Miles Morales became Spider-Man. So it's, fair. it's different, but we're basically drawing from the ultimate universe. Yeah. Right. So yet ultimate goblin burst through the wall, just beating the crap out of Spider-Man, you know, um, Miles kind of just dodges and, Bob's his way out of the, you know, uh, keeping it, keeping it kind of cool where we're seeing things mostly from miles vantage point, you know? Um, but we're, we're introduced to the green goblin very briefly. You know, Mm -hmm. he's, he's just there for a second to kind of beat up on Spider-Man. Um, and then Spidey and miles kind of have a couple of moments. And again, this is where I'm, I'm, I'm more like, this doesn't seem like, like what's going to happen. Like I kept thinking like he's going to get hit with a stupid Ray or something (laughs) because this Spider-Man really seems like he's got his shit together and I can't see him like devouring a burger being like, you're going to pay for this. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, which we all, we all saw in the trailer. Um, Which I don't think they showed in the actual movie. They do. They, 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 they had that part. It, It did get there. The part they cut um, out was when the part when he's like, your universe is like this soggy French fry. But they didn't show that in the movie. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that at all. Um, although my daughter did have to go to the bathroom, even though no. I made her go to the bathroom before we went in. <laughs> did she have to go to the bathroom during Mary Poppins? No. <laughs> during Bumblebee? No. But during Spider-Man? Of course. Um, <coughs> but uh, so anyway... They, you know, there, there's this there's nice meeting between Miles and Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man's like, whoa, you're like me. That's crazy. I'll show you the ropes, dude. You know, we'll we'll figure this out together. It's going to be great. 
but right now let's take care of this okay and then he is swiftly killed mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is it, again it's heartbreaking it, the kingpin who is again it's a bizarre choice but one that worked really well for his shape mm-hmm. <laughs> he is just a giant square and his head is he looks like strong mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that is probably it's it's a it's an exaggerated strongman right, if you could right. imagine. Um and and I believe he's voiced by uh Lee Schreiber. Schreiber? Yes. yes he is. So Sabretooth voices mm. uh Kingpin. And uh, very well. <clears throat> he does he does a very good job of being Kingpin. Um uh, my second favorite Kingpin of all time. Um taking the spot once held by Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, he's, Michael Clark is now third, followed by animated series. And number one is Vincent D'Onofrio. So um, anyway, they, uh, you know, they, they got him and, you know, Spidey is, is well, you know, so Spidey's caught first before he's killed. He's caught. He's not doing well, you know, um, in 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 true Chris Pine fashion, he he gives like a, a heartwarming little speech and then dies. <laughs> That's what he likes to do mm-hmm. in his superhero movies. I can't wait to see how he dies in Wonder Woman eighty four. We'll find out. Um, but, um, you know, so he he tells Miles, "You got to take this uh, goober." <laughs> he, I don't think he called it a goober though, did he? Uh, all the other Spider-Man no, called only all the other ones did. Yeah. Um, because this is the one who had his shit together. He's like, take this uh little disc he, drive and he go. He called it whatever it actually was. I don't remember. Right. You know, take this flux capacitor and <laughs> right. And you know, plug it in the machine, it's gonna shut it down, destroy everything, everything will be great. Um to which Miles really can't do, uh, because he's not he has no idea how to be Spider-Man, how to do anything. He can Barely, he sticks the walls and can't unstick, you know, um, which see, there's 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 a couple of things about Spider-Man that have always bothered me, but not enough to, you know, it, it's one of those when you start to think about it, it starts to fall apart. Like, why can he wear clothes and stick to walls? Mm. You know, like 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 spiders don't wear clothes on their little weird spider feet. And so obviously they stick to walls. So how the second, do you know that they're how not, do I know they're how do you not know that all clothes? spiders aren't just wearing clothes all the time? Well, I guess I don't, but exactly. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, um, you remember how they explained it in Tobey Maguire's first one, right? That but, the spidery things are long. <laughs> yeah, that the that it's the little uh, right the little right. claws come through reach, the gloves, reach through, and I'm okay with the gloves. But he's he, they wear footwear, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's the part that that kind of bothers me is that they they're wearing shoes, you know. But they're like, nope, I'm walking, I'm walking up a wall. <laughs> you know, Pat, but, I gotta you know, say, I'm I'm positive that uh, you're the first person since 1962 to bring this up, so we should probably spend a lot of time figuring it out. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. All right. Um, but the, like I said, that aside, 
Um, Spider-Man dies. It's a big deal. They do, you know, he literally like, it's not just like, well, he died. It's like, nope. The newscasts are like Peter Parker was Spider-Man and now he's dead. Sorry, everybody deal with that. Um, you know, we, we get glimpses of Mary Jane, you know, um, and, and again, it's, it's pretty, it, it's just a big bummer. You know, you don't, you don't really, I was not ready for it personally. Cause I was like, I, I just assumed at that point in the movie, I assumed this was the Spider-Man we were going to go on the adventure with, mm-hmm. but nope, he's gone. And they, they did a really good job of making it legitimately heartbreaking. Um, and then, uh, you know, then we get our, our Stan Lee moment, which was just, it was, it was great. And it was great that it, this was his, I'm hoping this was his last one. Cause I was afraid that Venom was going to be his last cameo. <laughs> I, I didn't thought, know if, that he was in Venom. I didn't know was. if he was, but yeah, uh, if he wasn't, no, then I, it was Teen Titans go to the movies. Right. Um, but well, yeah, I was glad that though, this I'm, was his I'm, last cameo. It was a, I'm it was a fitting sure one. he has more filmed. Oh, I no. thought I thought they said he had a bunch filmed, so I'm I'm gonna guess that he's in, but they they might take him out at this point. That's hard to say. Yeah. Um, it, I guess we'll see what happens. I'm I'm pro making him a CG character in the back of all the movies still, because <laughs> I think Stan would have liked that. Um, but anyway, this one was was just it was great. It was the, you know, I almost the, you know the tragedy because, is that. Uh, his vision was so bad that he hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies in many years. <laughs> it is a tragedy. Him and Daredevil. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, this was the bathroom point. So I was like walking out of the theater while this happened. And I was just like, just wait. <laughs> Let me see Stan, damn it. Just pee on the floor. It's fine. Stan Lee is here. I'm getting all emotional. Um but it was it was awesome. I really thought that that was a great moment for him, you know, to to give uh, Miles the the uh, Spider Man costume. You know, um, it was it was very again, you know, still fresh that he's gone. So that was uh, a nice nice little. So like you said, at least Venom wasn't his last cameo. Oh, this was this was a good way to go. If he has to go, this was a good way. To go. mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was nice. I don't know what happened immediately following that because I was in the bathroom with my daughter. But uh, but you know, then Miles is at the uh, at Peter Parker's grave. You know, um, and that's when two surprises happen. I think I think what all you missed is him. Um, I think this happens at this point. So if you saw this, then it probably happens at a different point, but he puts that costume on and he goes to try and jump from one building to another. And first he goes up and it's like too high. And so he finds a shorter building and he goes up to that one. And then he tries to jump to the building across the way. And he just, he like, I think he trips before he jumps <laughs> and he falls onto a car and then he goes over to the grave. Ah, so yeah, that sound, I did not see any of that. So, um, so anyway, so they get to the grave, uh, or he gets to the grave, and lo and behold, there's this other guy who shows up, and there's the Peter Parker 
we've seen in the trailers. Miles doesn't know this, of course, and accidentally immediately shocks him because he has because, again, I didn't know this. I, I didn't know really anything about Miles Morales's character, um, but Miles has extra powers. Yes. He has a electric shock that what do they call it? Like it's, the venom sting or something like that. The, in the comics, they call it the venom strike. Venom strike. And at one point, our you know Peter Parker calls it the venom strike. I thought that was a little funny that they didn't go over that in the movie, but he calls it that. Um, but uh, so he he has the venom strike and he can be invisible. Mm-hmm. So, which is you know something spiders all do, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just like that yeah his, like his, that. his venom strike is not actually venom it's like it's just a, they kind right, of say this in right. the movie but it's just like an electrocution so yeah it just zaps you um but so so peter parker gets zapped and like instinctively flips and so he gets miles in the chest with his web shooter um and it's still attached to his wrist and so miles you know cops are there miles tries to run away he's stuck he's dragging peter parker's body along with him there's a a ridiculous chase sequence where he is just you know going from being stuck to cars and buses to being stuck to a train um it's amazing it's at one point the, the, the cops go over the radio like unknown man in a Spider-Man costume carrying dead hobo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and so you know, hilarity ensues. A lot of physical comedy. Um, you know, Looney Tunes type antics happen, and uh, and then they finally land, and Peter wakes up enough. <laughs> too i think that's when they get the burger right yes so, so uh so yeah so then they long story short they get the burger they talk oh talk, you know they, that you know I, peter is i forgot to mention in case you didn't realize so when he fell on the car that's when uh, he broke the uh the goober oh okay okay that makes more sense because i thought he broke the goober trying to get away um like at one point he dropped it in the train track no it, he, he, he picked it back up again but they never you know i never saw that he broke the goober there yeah no but it I was just in his pocket that's when he fell happened. on the car yeah and he broke it gotcha that makes more sense mm-hmm. makes more sense so um so anyway so long story short him and peter talk for a while he convinces him to um let him come with on this adventure and fix things and whatnot. Um, and they have the, uh, or no, th- then they meet up with Gwen, right? Um, they meet up with Gwen after, after they break into, um, uh, what's it? The place. That's right. That's right. So they're, they're, they go First to, yeah, they have, they have this big back and forth where they're talking about, um, how to get him back, how to get Peter Parker back to his universe. And, um, that he broke the goober and that the only place to like the original Peter Parker probably got some data from, uh, I don't even remember where the, you know, the, 
the place that is from the video that they saw in class where Dr. Right. Octopus was talking about stuff, but they didn't know who that was. So. We didn't know who that was. I was very surprised. I was very surprised by that one. I was like, oh, man. Is that an ultimate thing, too? Um, Maybe. I don't know. There was a there was an ultimate um, Otto Octavius. But not Olivia. She feels like an ultimate. She I'll does feel like an ultimate. Anyway, back to you, Pat. Um, so they go to Fisk Enterprises, <laughs> um, and uh, they they go to sneak around and try and figure out, you know, where where they could get this this data from to to fix the group. So basically, uh, Peter Parker goes in. And Miles is supposed to stay out, but Miles goes in after him. Of course he does. Um, and hilarity ensues. Miles can't unstick from stuff, uh, but he does go invisible. He, he, he doesn't do it on purpose, but it's still useful. Um, and then, then this lady who, like, again, like, she's talking to Fisk, like she's worried about stuff. Like, you know, at this point, I'm thinking like, oh, you know, maybe she's going to help turn the tide. You know, she'll be the person on the inside that helps get him the info or something. Um, but then they do a really cool thing and they, they turn it on your head and it's she's Doc Ock. You know, she's like, I, you know, she's talking to Peter like, oh, my God, you're Peter Parker, but different. Oh, you're from a different universe, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to give some explanation for stuff. Doodly do. You know, he he does this weird like phasing thing, um, you know. Uh, which is kind of fun. You know, it gives you just a, that little added tension, like every so often something can go go more wrong, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like straps into a chair and is like, I'm going to really enjoy watching you die slowly. <laughs> and it's like, what? And then she, her octopus arms grow out of her back and her, her octopus arms were very weird. Like they were kind of like bio-organic. Mm-hmm. Um, like jellyfish. Yeah, very, very interesting looking. I, I liked them, um, but very, very odd. And so anyway, so at that point, Miles is like stealing the entire computer because he couldn't remember the passcode to get in. Um, he, he's he's running invisible, but not the computer. He is running through the facility holding a computer and a monitor. <laughs> um Peter fights Doc Ock for a few minutes and then he's running and it's just one of those beautiful little Spider-Man moments where he's just like, I got good news. We don't need this. <laughs> he just throws the monitor and they just keep running with the, the you know, the actual PC and uh, they stare like it. I can't remember when he gave Miles one of his web shooters, but they each have one web shooter. I think and it so, was, I believe it was as they were leaping off of the building like when he had the bagel and he's like gotcha, gotcha, was, gotcha. i think it was at that point so they're they're you know going through the forest doc ock is on their tail a whole slew of fisk guys with guns are shooting at them and all this shit and they're trying to uh you know get through um and that's when when gwen shows back up gwen is is awesome spider gwen kicks some ass um and long story short they get away they they all get away together. They're all very in, impressed with one another. Kind of actually, the two guys are just impressed with Spider Gwen. Um, that's when they say, like, listen, okay, the Peter from now 
had to have a setup somewhere. We should go there. And so they go to Aunt May's house, which again was very nice and touching. And uh, Aunt May and, and this Peter have a moment, you know. Um, and then, you know, surprisingly, Aunt May knows more <laughs> than uh, what we expected, you know. Uh, because they're not the first ones to show up. So um, she she brings them down into... And I really love the differences between the Spider-Men, you know, specifically mm-hmm. the two Peters. You know, this, this version of Peter, he's in his early 40s, you know, um... You know, he everything has gone wrong. He is at that point in his career. Spider-Man always hits these highs and lows, but he's, he's at that point where he's at everything that point where he really needs a, a brand new day. Yeah, yeah, he does. He really does. Him and MJ are split. He's putting on some weight. He's living in a one-room apartment, eating pizza all the time. Uh, I love that his character spends like a good portion of the movie wearing what. You can only assume that he's wearing the full Spider-Man suit, but for whatever reason, he's also wearing gray uh, sweatpants. <laughs> I wondered if he was wearing the rest of the suit. Well, because you know, like, there's no way to not wear pants. Like, from what you could see on him, there's no way that the rest of those pants weren't there. You know what I mean? He wasn't wearing the boots though, so maybe it was cold. It was snowy out. So the pants made sense if he didn't have the boots on because he's wearing capris, basically. But he's definitely just rocking dirty old sweatpants. Just the epitome of where he is in his life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, metaphor. He, you know, he, he's like, oh, yeah, I got I, I have one of these. Yeah, I got some stuff stored in an old shed. And then <laughs> the shed, like, opens and it's this amazing uh technological like go down like 50 knots and <laughs> i i don't recall this being in the ultimate books by the way no well i think that this, again like this this spider-man was the just the best spider-man he had the spider car like no real version of spider-man could ever have the spider car Yeah, tons of costumes you know? it was like the bat cave it was it was definitely definitely mocked up like the bat cave he had tons of different, like, just for whatever I, I wish, you could guess, costumes. I kind of wish that they would have, like, done something like, uh, like, if it had been a, a plot beat of, like, wow, this guy was the absolute best. He was the ideal Spider-Man, and he lost. And we're, right. like, a bunch of nobodies. Like, we're the worst right, Spider-People. Right, we, we are. We, we are the Spider-Man that just hold on barely to daily life yeah and this guy lost how did this how you know so uh again you know he he literally had everything that he could need um, fyi i have some information yes, the, com- like the company it. that they stole the uh the computer from was alchemax alchemax oh okay and uh olivia octavius is apparently an invention of this movie oh well they did very well i liked it i liked the uh the idea it definitely like i said it kept me on my toes um i i i was not expecting her to be a doc ock mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah, especially since like right before she becomes doc ock you see some workers and there's definitely a guy who looks exactly like otto octavius 
doing oh, I some work that. with That's like funny. some arms or something. I don't remember, but he it's just like a background scene guy. And I was like, oh, there's Doc Ock. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. This is like why this is the um, I, I don't remember if, if you see him while she's talking to Peter Parker while he's tied up or if she's talking to Fisk. But there's okay. one part where she's explaining the dimension hopping thing. And uh, and you see this guy that looks like Otto Octavius. Nice. That's awesome. So, um, so okay, so then they get to this, this bunker, and we get to meet the rest of our spider crew. Um, now, I really liked the, okay, once more from the top, and then mm-hmm. they go to a comic book and give a quick backstory. I liked that. That was a really great um, transition tool. It, it, it gave you all you need to, needed to know quickly without having them be like, well, right. I'm from a dimension of blah, 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 blah. And it you know, also... Like, it was it was great that it was like we've been through the spider-man origin this movie right. recognizes right. that but this movie also recognizes that you can't just throw like six different spider people into a movie and not give some sort of origin as to how they're different from each other so Absolutely. this was a very good way of being like okay we're just gonna boom run through it this is how this guy's origin is different from the one you know right uh, and then again, when we meet these three, they ran them at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you literally you did get Spider Ham's actual origin, which bizarrely enough is that he was a spider, um, a spider person uh, that got bit by a radioactive pig person. <laughs> so that that's how he became Spider Ham. Very bizarre. Love it though. I've always I've always been a big fan of of the ridiculousness that is Spider Ham. So I'm very happy that uh, that he's included, even if he's, I believe, not included in the the poster. I'm looking at it right now. Yep, Spider Ham was omitted from the poster. Oh no! Was yeah, Penny, is Penny Parker in the poster? Penny is definitely there. Yeah, okay. you got. I mean, honestly, it makes the most sense. You got Penny, you got Spider-Man Noir, you got Spider-Gwen, you got Spider-Man, you got Miles at, at the center. Um, Spider-Ham would have made it look a little silly, but I'm still sad he's not there. Still sad. Yeah, he's the hooker. Um, he, he is. He is the hooker. Um, anyway, so long story short, they all join forces. Nicholas Cage is there because he is Spider-Man Noir, who is a character who is literally in black and white. And, and he can apparently, apparently only wins. see in black and white. Right. He can only see in black and white. He lives a black and white existence. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not looking at things, marveling at the colors. He He's still living in black and white. Yeah. And there's an <laughs> ongoing gag with him trying to figure out how to solve a Rubik's cube. Yes. Yeah, is that blue? I don't know. And That's high praise. His introduction shows him like his coat is billowing in the wind and I forget which, I think it was Peter Parker is like, well, right. where's that wind coming from? He's like, we're in a basement. <laughs> yeah, he's like, where I, wherever I am, it's always windy. And the wind we're, we're, smells right, like rain. Oh, the wind follows and it always smells like rain. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love, love, love that they included this. Now, Penny Parker, I knew the least about. Like I, mm-hmm. I had read a little bit of Spider-Man Noir. I love Spider-Ham. Spider-Gwen is more culturally, I'm aware of her than anything else. Um, but yeah, Spider uh, Penny, I knew that she existed, but I was I I knew nothing about her. So, um, and I and this movie has shown me very little to change that. Mm. <laughs> so, um, she's cool. I like her. She's basically 
like what is she like Peter Parker's daughter or is she literally Peter Parker? No, as a little girl. She's I think completely separate as a she's um I mean she's from like from an alternate universe where like the Parkers are Japanese or something. Right. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. All right. I uh, assume- no, she was I'm, I'm back it up Pat. back it up. Huh? Yeah. Uh Japanese American high school student who was adopted by Aunt May and Uncle Ben following the death of her parents in the world of Earth 14512. Okay, so she is essentially Peter. She is the Peter just, of her universe. She's the Peter of her universe. Okay, cool. Because I, I didn't know. I was, uh, I part of me thought that maybe Peter was her dad, you know, like that kind of a thing. But you know, that's cool. It works. I like the character a lot. So um, she also was very um, likable, like instantly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so was, this this movie really had a lot of. Her Go suit, ahead. her suit is destroyed at the end, but I was really glad that her spider buddy wasn't actually killed. Yes, yes, me too. I was like, oh no, oh. <laughs> I mean, there's, there'd already been one spider death in the movie, right? I didn't, I didn't need a second one. Exactly. Um, oh, and Lily Tomlin was Aunt May. I liked that a lot. I thought yeah. she did. She did that, a great it job. Was a, it was a very good casting as Aunt May too. Yeah. That's, um, it made me. I uh, there was at one point I thought we were going to ride the magic school bus, but we didn't, and it was okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, actually, the the casting was really good. You are, you said Nicholas Cage and uh, Lee Schreiber was in we the movie, Chris and Lily Tomlin, Chris Pine, Lily Tomlin, uh, um, Haley Steinfeld was um, Gwen Stacy. You would yep. you would also know her, of course, as uh, Charlie Watson from Bumblebee. So we're on a, a Haley Steinfeld movie marathon, apparently. I didn't um, know Charlie from Bumblebee. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. John Mulaney is uh, Peter Porker. Yep. And, uh, He's awesome. Um, I saw this movie with my daughter. I saw Bumblebee with my son. I saw this movie with Lily. Um, she was like scared out of her mind for this entire movie. because I just, know, the poor kid. Yeah. And my daughter was feeding off of your daughter because, you know, know my, my kid doesn't really care about that kind of stuff. But every time Lily got in your lap, Marion was in my lap. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What are you? What? What are you doing here? Get out of here!" Uh, <laughs> I was um, like, "You're fine. I know you." <laughs> yeah. No, there were just there were just a couple of parts where anytime there was basically violence. Lily doesn't like any movies where there are bad guys. So I get that. I get that. Seeing how that is, almost all movies. She right. has, she told me she actually overall enjoyed this movie, but she will never go see a movie with me ever again. <laughs> Is that what she told you? That is what she told me. She because any movie I take her to might have bad guys. Well, that's it's a fair bet. It's a fair bet. So anyway, um, I, I told you that story because I was going to tell you something else. There. Oh, she was super excited. She kept telling me, um, "When is Peter Porker going to be on in the movie? When is nice. Peter Porker coming?" That was who she really wanted to see, and that was anytime he was doing stuff, she was like smiling and giggling. So right. He was he was one of my favorite characters. Um, also, because we were naming names, uh, Jake Johnson of New Girl fame was mm-hmm. Peter Parker, uh, or Peter B. Parker. Right, not Peter A. Parker. Right. <laughs> now Peter, I also Peter Benjamin Parker. I don't know who. Uh, uh, I don't know who this guy who played Miles is. Uh, Shamik Moore is an actor, singer, dancer, rapper. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before, but he was great as, as Miles. So he's been um, in 
uh, House of Pain, Read Between the Lines, Incredible Crew, The Get Down, Wild and Out. These are TV shows. Right. I've heard uh, of many of them, but I've never watched them. His, I've never heard of any of these movies that he was in. Well, that's fair. In any case, he did great as Miles. Yeah. I, well, I, I, I everyone in this movie did great. There was not a single Miles. person in this movie that did not do well. Like, there were right. no... There were no bad performances. Even even uh, you know Nicholas Cage, God bless him. He brought he brought his A game. He did. He didn't he did. have to, but he did. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, Chris Pine his name his name is like nowhere in, in any of the promotional material. Um, but he he was fantastic. He was you know, very very fantastic. You know who else is in this movie? I don't know if we should get to this or not, but there's someone in the after credit scene. I don't know if you know who uh, plays uh, Miguel I O'Hara. don't. He's, he sounded very familiar. But it's, I, it's a, I, uh, Can I tell you now? Yeah, tell me now. Uh, it's Oscar Isaac. No, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah, you really start to hear Uh-oh. it in the, uh, in the shouting. In the shouting I'm going to have to watch it again because that, we're, we'll get to that in a, in a minute. Uh, because that is one of the the highlights of the movie as well. Say after the credits, even if your kid wants to leave, say shush. <laughs> Stay after the credits. Um, so where are we at here? Are we? I, um... I, we're we're the, everybody is met. They're they're all gonna. They've they've decided they have to go. They they're gonna go fix the goober, get in there, send everybody home. But one Spider Man has to stay behind. Uh, and Miles says, well, this is my universe. I, I'll stay. But they're all like, Miles, you can't really do shit. <laughs> so much so that they all go, you know, there, I, there's. Um... Oh, yeah. OK, well, we, I almost glazed over like a big, a big deal. Um, so they are all at Aunt May's house. Uh, Miles gets freaked out. He goes home and for a little bit. He comes uh, comes to his uncle's place um, to, to, you know, try and get his head together, hoping that his, his uncle's going to be there. Um, unfortunately, his uncle does show up and reveals himself to be the prowler, mm-hmm. a character that we have yet to talk about in this movie because we forgot, we forgot about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the prowler, the prowler is Fisk's like enforcer, and he chases Miles after um, in the beginning after he kills uh, Chris Pine Parker, Chris right. Parker, Chris Parker. I like that. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he, you know, Miles figures out he's he's at his uncle's place, and all of a sudden, uh, the prowler comes in. And you're thinking, oh no, he's he just he found Miles, you know, and he's 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 skulking about in there, and then he takes his mask off, and it's his uncle, and you're just like, no, even though I saw it coming, but no, yeah. even though I knew that was who his uncle was, <laughs> right, you know, but he's just like, no, I'm so sad yeah. for you. Oh, I bet you though, uh, for for like the the people who are weren't aware of that twist from the comics, I was uh, that not- was probably a very big. T- very big it reveal. was it was a big i i again i did not know that from the comics at all because um it just seems like um 
he's just they kind of make him out to just be like an unreliable family member right you know, you know? And, and so when he when he's just gone like, for a little bit you're thinking like oh maybe he's like you know got some shady side business or exactly. whatever exactly like that's that's the kind of character and he I, does like he's like definitely a shady dude like he's probably the guy who finds stuff falling off the bag of trucks and shit like that you know we all we all know somebody like that in our lives and and that was this guy for miles but he was also the one who who like got him you know mm-hmm. um and so miles you know it's heartbreaking because miles realizes that his uncle has been trying to kill him mm-hmm. you know but he, uh, his uncle doesn't know it's him right his miles his uncle doesn't know does not know it's miles he just knows that he's gonna off this new spider-man so uh again long story short miles shows up back at aunt may's house to tell everybody like holy shit my uncle is the prowler um, and there's this cool it, noise that follows the prowler that's I like this know, they, but, yeah there's this noise when he moves that's kind of like a i can't really it's hard to describe it's like a screech but more almost like an electric guitar noise uh-huh. and you start to hear it building in the background right before he busts into aunt may's house yeah so oh, pretty cool. it's it's and then they're, they're really cool fight sequence with all the different spider people and all of a sudden you have the prowler he's got miles on the roof well, the other people there are uh some version of scorpion right uh it's tombstone um and doc ock right i think that's it yeah i think that's it you know they're all just trying to off the spider people um everybody's doing and and again like old peter (laughs) is doing a really good job this whole time of of peter parkering it up and being like no 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 miles is great miles is awesome and he's gonna do great and and i'm like kind of mentoring him but not really but but i'm championing him you know he is gonna be great you know so he's trying to get him out of there he's trying to he's like get out of here man just go 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 and and Miles still gets caught. The prowler gets him right at the you know on the roof, and Miles peels his masks back, and it's just the whole thing is just very emotional, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh fuck now, now he knows what he's gonna do. If he doesn't do it, he's gonna kill him. If he does do it, he kills him. Like like this, it's just insanity. Uh. And and it doesn't take very long for Kingpin to kingpin it up and just shoot him. And it, it's just like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> you know, definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah, I didn't either. Because you, you see Fisk in the car, like right. right before that, and you just hear the gun go off, and then Fisk is standing there, like, "Yep, if you're not gonna do it, I'm just gonna kill you both." Uh, and then, you know, Miles gets him away and, you know, they have a a brief moment where he, you know, basically says like, he almost kind of puts it on Miles, you know, it's kind of, I don't think that's what he meant to do, but it was kind of shitty. He's like, I wanted you to look up to me. So I became a super villain, you know, like you do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Apparently he became Eddie Brock. (laughs) Right. Why would we do that? (laughs) Now, uh, again, I, I, I want to point out, though, the Prowler was voiced by, um, oh, what's his name? 
He, he was the bad guy in the first half of Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good. Really, him, uh, really good. Oh my god, I can't. I think his name is it's his Marshala Ali. Is that how you say his name? Uh, I, we will go with that because his his given name is even longer, and I can't even. Mm. Professionally, he's known as the first half of his name, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. It's it's definitely like 37 letters long. The man has a long name. Anyway, he's an awesome actor. I love. I, I spoiler alert, double spoiler alert for any Luke Cage people out there. Um, close yours for a second if you haven't watched the first season of Luke Cage. When he dies in the middle of the Luke Cage season, I'm just like, fuck, dude, that sucks. Sorry, Brian. I don't think you've ever watched that. You probably never will. Uh, did I watch that one? Ah, uh, who knows? Who cares? I started Luke Cage at some point, I think. It was good. Anyway, yeah. who cares oh, now? Oh, it's been canceled by Netflix. I'll, so. I'll watch it when it comes to video. There, there you go. Um. So anyway, uh, it it's pretty shitty. There's a whole scene where, um, you know, he takes him into the the alley to die. They talk. It's sad. But then what's even worse is then Miles' dad happens upon them. And so Miles' dad just sees his dead brother in a supervillain costume, though, still, right? <laughs> like, Miles didn't take that off or anything. Yeah, he sees him in a superhero, in a super, so, a super person costume. Um, yeah, maybe he doesn't assume, <laughs> but he sees new Spider-Man jump away. And so he assumes that new Spider-Man has killed his brother. Um, so then, you know, Miles ends up back at his dorm. Basically, all the, the spider people show up to say, hey, man, we're going to take care of this. Don't worry about it. Even though they know that if Peter stays, it's going to kill him. You know, that that's that's a, uh, you know. No, there's no fighting about it. He's going to die. His, mm. his cells will degenerate from being in the wrong universe. Um, Miles tries to put up a fight. Um, Peter gives him the tough love. Um, that's when he says, you know, Venom strike me. You know, turn invisible. Do anything on command. You can't. Go, Web, go. <laughs> I did love, just, just uh, uh, as an aside, in the very beginning when we were talking to Chris Pine, Spider-Man, he did own up to being to doing dancing. <laughs> so good. They do it. They do it exactly. Except for he's in the Spider-Man costume instead of just being weird Peter Parker. That would have been better that way. So um he's like, even that was me. Yep. <laughs> uh but anyway, so he webs them all up and basically says, sorry, you can't come. Goodbye. Um, and then then Miles' dad comes and he just talks to him through the door and Miles can't talk because his mouth is webbed shut and everything. But his dad just says, you know, he's basically kind of relays something happened and he's upset. And again, that was very like, oh, God, this is so sad. I feel so much for these cartoon people. <laughs> um, and then uh, then we get to the point where he starts, you know, realizing, like, I can do it. <laughs> 
And then he instantly masters all of his powers, which again is, is one of those, you know, MacGuffin-y things that happens uh, that I don't agree with all the time, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Mm. Like this movie is too good for me to whine about that. <laughs> But it is, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely like a confidence thing. I feel like he is uh, the second he's like, boom, I figured it out. I I have my confidence. I can use my powers. Good deal. You know, um, so he hurries up, goes <laughs> to Aunt May's has enough time to make a suit. <laughs> yeah, he just he just grabs one and spray paints it. Right, right. You know, so um I loved that May was like, took you long enough. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh you know he gets there in time to to be like, no man, I'm gonna fight with you guys. It's gonna be all good. Uh and then it's an amazing battle royale. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you what happens. In the rest I, of the I, I, I know. I know that there's a point where Spider-Ham gets offended that Scorpion doesn't want to fight him because he's a cartoon character. <laughs> and he just he just unleashes all sorts of cartoon pain on him. Anvils are getting dropped. Mallets are being used. It's just amazing. <laughs> Uh, the team ups, like the different spider people teaming up and kicking ass, just it 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 is visually stunning, a smorgasbord for the eyes. Yeah, once once that gets into the point where all the universes are basically converging and they're right. like inside the black hole or whatever, and uh, now, it's just it's just insane. I we should mention we we they they gave really good reasoning for why kingpin is doing this that we haven't touched on yet sure go for um, it so kingpin, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of them making kingpin into a uh sympathetic character all the time but this, well, this see, one was okay too this one was good because he was sympathetic in one way but it oh, anyway but also batshit crazy exactly so basically what happens to kingpin is he's already a bad guy so it's not like this is what turned him into a bad guy mm-hmm. um he was fighting with Spider-Man in his home and his wife and son see it. They're rightfully horrified. And when they run, um, they end up in a car accident and die. And so the idea, the whole crux of this idea is that Kingpin wants to reach into another universe and pluck out the Vanessa (coughs) and his son um, I, I don't think the son was named, but Vanessa is the name of his girlfriend, wife on Daredevil. That's the only reason I remember that. So whatever. Um, he, 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 he wants to get them from another universe and bring them so that he can have them back. Yeah. And at no point does he think like, yeah, or he's thinking like, yeah, and they'll be totally cool with that. Right. They're going to be totally cool with the fact that I plucked them out of their universe therefore taking them away from the kingpin who in that universe didn't drive them away. Um, but there, there's a great couple of scenes where a ton of different versions of Vanessa and the boy are watching him beat up on Spider-Man and they're all horrified. Yeah. 
So, so you know, it, now it's, it, now it's, it's ruined it's, in every universe. Right. You know, he, he just keeps screwing himself over by being a dick. Um, so, you know, long story short, they start their, their quick goodbyes, which again is a little MacGuffin-y. Apparently just when you jump into the, <laughs> the, the black hole, you just automatically go back into your universe. Yeah. I mean, Whatever. It makes sense Fair. about as much as anything else. Right. Super collider stuff. Exactly. So it is what it is. I'm okay with it. One of the cool things was every time they did like the, the universe that was kind of expanding out of the center of it would like click to their universe for a second. So when, when Spider-Ham goes in there, all of a sudden everything's super cartoony for a second. When Spider-Man Noir jumps in there, it's all black and white and rainy, you know, and so on. Um, <laughs> Spider-Ham's goodbye. Yes, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> he he gives a mallet to Miles Morales and he says, I want you to have this. It'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> and he, he delivers it uh, very, very sincerely. He's crying. He's like, I want you to have this. It'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> it's like the size of, of Spider-Ham. <laughs> and then as he jumps away into the portal, he says, that's all, folks. Yep. To which Peter Parker is like, can he legally say that? <laughs> or can he say that? I mean, legally. That's, I think that's the delivery. But anyway, mm. um, I, I I really like uh, Jake Johnson um, as an actor. I liked him on New Girl for years. He was a very really, good Peter Parker. really enjoyed him on, in Jurassic World, the first one. Mm-hmm. A um, little sad he wasn't in the second one. <laughs> um, so, I mean, he, he is... He is a perfect aging Peter Parker. Like I would, I would watch him live action style. <laughs> um, he, he is, he is, he is great. And, and he, he did, he played this character very, very well. Um, again, their goodbye was very, very touching because Peter kept kind of trying to stay like not, not even like, no, I've got to save you. Like, I don't want to go back there. I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I screwed it all up, you know? And so he has this, this great moment with miles where miles, you know, does the classic, I'm going to say what you said earlier, but to you, and it makes sense too. Um, you know, and, and he gives that like, not bad kid jumps in there. And that was, that was awesome. And then miles single-handedly takes on Kingpin and and again, you don't think he's going to be able to do it because, I mean, earlier we watched this character beat the shit and life out of <laughs> Spider-Man proper, who is, you know, the epitome of all Spider-Men. Um, but uh, but he does it. He and his dad's there and his dad's watching and it's all. Well, it's so good. It's just. Like I said, everything about it is is so yeah, emotionally so, on point. Then to wrap this up, so like the super collider stops everybody, every the world goes back to normal. Um, uh, Miles has a touching scene with his dad. Um, <laughs> and, he's like, this, well, still like he's on costume. the phone with him and mm-hmm. talking to him as Miles, and he's like, he, he's like, Dad, I gotta go, and then. <laughs> <laughs> or no, he just stops talking to him. And then all of a sudden Spider-Man appears because he's just the invisibility gig. Uh, he just appears next to his dad and he hugs him. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> then he's like, all right, look forward to working for you, with you in the future, officer. I love you. <laughs> this dad definitely does not know what's going on. He's just like, uh, I love you too? Okay. And then, and then he reveals that Fisk is like tied up in a spider web. Right, right. Um, super awesome. And then I think there's a, a montage of like showing everybody back in right, their universes. Everybody's back in their universes. Things Everything going is well. going well. Old Peter Parker's rekindling things with Mary Jane. Uh, Spider Gwen is awesome. Spider Ham, I don't think is touched upon. I don't. I don't really remember that. But uh, Spider Man Noir is has solved is, the Rubik's is, cube. Has solved the Rubik's cube, and he has like you know the wonders of the magic cube. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really remember what was going on with Penny either. Maybe they didn't really touch on Penny and Spider-Ham. I'll just see it again. Um, but. And then there's a a really cool end credits. Yeah. Where they they do a lot of dancing. Crazy. Just crazy. Like there are points where there's like a million Spider-Men roller skating and 99 of them or 99% pardon me, percent of them look like regular Spider-Man, but then they're just like peppered in like Miles Morales's and 2099's and, <laughs> you know, weird Spider-Man, you know, that you, you're like, Oh, look at that one. That one's there too. Um, and, it, and it's just very trippy, very psychedelic, like, you know, kaleidoscope type things are happening and stuff. Um, and then some people left, you know, some people left. I, I get it. I get left, it. Left the movie theater. You were left talking about me. Theater. Yeah, there, there's some people who left the movie theater. Their oh. kids really wanted to go. I get it. I get it. Um, but then there's a an awesome post credit scene. All the way. You got to stay all the way to the end for this one. Um, and in which um, it's about minute, minute and a half, maybe. Um. And so it's uh, it. I I personally I don't understand most of the scene because I don't know anything about the character. Mm-hmm. Do you know much about Spider Man twenty ninety nine? He's not typically a time traveler, except he did a stint in the Exiles. So okay. I, I wonder if that's kind of part of where they were going with that. Could be. So b- basically, what happens is is there there's this weird hologram thing that's just like yeah, that, hey, that's his assistant. I think her so, name is uh, Lyra or Lyra. Sure. So she's like, "Hey, uh, just just to let you know, the the multiverse did not uh, implode upon itself." Um, and at this point, we don't know who's talking, who she's talking to. We can only assume it's a spider person. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, she she chit chats with him for a second about basically the goings on of the movie, and then. Uh, the camera spins around um, while they're telling him, like, we have a a multiverse jumper, basically, <laughs> like a, a device that will allow you to jump from multiverse to multiverse safely, presumably. Um, and uh, then we see that it is Spider-Man 2099, which is pretty cool, you know, in and of itself. The the character was weird looking you know back in the day when they i honestly really him liked him. he's got he's got like a, a weird like scully spidery thing on his chest mm-hmm. and some his, 
his powers Tanner, are extremely Weber different wings, from you know from uh, Spider-Man. I forget because uh, he's got electro zap powers too, and uh, he doesn't shoot the webs. No, I forget well, what his. I'm gonna. I'll look it up. Fair enough. Um, but then my favorite thing of all time happens where they're like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, let's start back at the beginning. 1967. <laughs> and he jumps back to the original Spider-Man cartoon. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you know about this meme? I don't under, I don't, I've never seen anybody use this meme. Oh, you, you, but what? I've, it, I've literally, I've never seen it happen. I, you, I've never seen use- the meme. You use this meme when, because um, it's it's normally two identical Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Right. And it's for whenever you're, like, accusing someone of doing what you're doing. Okay. Okay. Or That's cute. I like that. Something like that. Or um, when, uh, like, two people are doing the exact same thing and don't realize it. Basically. Gotcha. gotcha. So, basically, um, in perfect, perfect styling... They they recreate that scene with Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2099 pointing at each other, yelling at each other about pointing at each other. <laughs> and then like a cop and uh Right, a cop J. and J. Jonah, Jonah Jameson, Jameson are there and J. Jonah's like, clearly it's the Spider-Man's fault. <laughs> and it is just beautiful. And it turns I found out just moments before we started this is that or no, you told me during the show it was Oscar Isaac mm-hmm. who was Spider-Man twenty ninety nine during that whole uh, stint. Which yes, and I, if is they amazing. do, if they do a sequel to this I'm movie, not, I, I hope they do. I hope uh, I hope he's in it more. Me too. I hope. Well, this is you know this is what he does. Apparently, he he gets very small roles that get fleshed out more because people people like it. Um, well, thank God that didn't happen with X Men Apocalypse. True. True. Um, now just for, for giggles here, just so you guys know right now, um, according to Wikipedia, that should be noted. So, you know, give the, that a, a grain of salt there. Um, the budget on this movie was $90 million. Um, and it's box office return is already like 250 million. So it's doing all right. It's doing all right. And this is, I mean, it's not even like this was a heavily, uh, like it's not like I see commercials for it everywhere I go, you know. I, I they they obviously promoted it, but it's not like massive push, you know. Um, it it just it's it's done an amazingly good job of being amazing. It currently has a ninety seven percent Rotten Tomato score. That is. And a 94%. So it's 97% critically acclaimed and 94% of audience members like it. So that, I mean, you just don't see that kind of stuff. Lots of times it's like, oh, yeah, so it's a 98 tomato meter, but the audience score is a 42. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't see it all the time where it's, these numbers are pretty right on. The average rating is 4.6 out of 5 for uh, audiences. Pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Um, again, you know, I, I kind of I always like to look through and see like what people's problems are, um, just so I can you know get a feel for like maybe I'm missing something. You know what I mean? Do you ever do that? Where I'm just like I'd like to know, like I already know what my beliefs are, <laughs> but 
but maybe I don't know all the facts, you know, show me what you think, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so tomato meter, uh, ratings, I, I was scrolling through trying to find the ones that, uh, are, are quote unquote rotten. Um, the, uh, like it, this one says the movie occurs without pause. The action is accelerated and dizzying and other Marvel hero heroes are summoned to make spectators laugh. I, I don't understand what's like, he just doesn't like that. It was a fast paced movie. Yeah. It's like, I guess well, it's to each your own, you know, I mean, you're not saying that it's bad. You're saying your preference is for a slower paced movie. Exactly. Okay. This movie does you sacrifice know? things in order to, like it can't be one movie cannot do everything right so you got to decide what's important in your movie and this movie went for a good story it is fast-paced but it the 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 visuals make it feel more fast-paced but the visuals are amazing and i don't dock any points for that right now this guy says i this is the one i read earlier um the spectacularly colorful varied and busy animation is impressive but bombastic leaving little room for wonder and suggesting exertion rather than inspiration i would say that that is bullshit like this is the kind of guy who likes to look at black and white uh paintings like ones that are literally just a square of black and a square of white and think that it's heady like that's <laughs> what i'm getting from this guy yeah uh, because he he's like everything looked great and i hate it for that it, right. what, it, what is it leaves little room for wonder. Like I was in a constant state of wonder. I was, I was, I was enamored. I was, I was blown away. And yeah, when so he, when he says, what does he say? It's something but bombastic. Uh, the animation, you know, the very busy and colorful animation is impressive, but bombastic. I would leaving say a little room for wonder. I would say impressive and bombastic as if it's a good thing right, and not a right. bad thing. You're saying that like it's a bad thing, and I don't know. They're, uh, and I mean, he says stuff like their interactions are clever, even when their motives are bland. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, what does that even mean? You're, you're just like, you're, you're giving the, oh, this guy writes for the New Yorker. Okay, hmm. we, we can stop reading this now. <laughs> yeah, I think Alchemax. Now that I'm thinking about it, Alchemax, the, um place where they you know where uh doc ock works uh-huh. is is a 2099 that's a spider-man 2099 bad guy place oh okay that's fun so anyway um i think i think i think we're about done here so um yeah go see the movie definitely and any way you can go see it it's amazing you will have a good time and yeah, uh i i can't I can't tell you how much I was blown away by this movie. I, I walked out of the movie. I, oh, I, I was telling Brian, I, I've never walked out of a movie feeling more excited about a character. Like the, that movie nailed Spider-Man so well and all of his iterations, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, and again, it, it did what so often needs to be done is that it it made me care about miles morales it made me care about gwen stacy it made me care about spider ham even more (laughs) you know what i mean like i i want to read more about them it gave the legacy of spider-man more legs to stand on 
you know, it stretched out without us having to go into, well, we just took Spider-Man back to the Stone Age and made him a teenager again, and now he's punk. You know, or worse, like just not being Miles Morales and just make the exact same character, but call him Peter Parker. You know what I mean? Like, that's where I feel like so many of these things fall apart, you know? Mm -hmm. So they they did a, a masterful job of all of that. And I am very, very excited for as much of this as they want to give me. <laughs> and, and hopefully based on these... Uh, ratings and returns will be getting a lot so indeed all right <laughs> thanks for listening everyone uh and uh be sure to check us out at jibcast.com and uh, we're on twitter at structure jib facebook facebook.com slash structure gibberish um pat's at green lantern 999 on twitter and i'm at underscore b and we'll talk to you uh, later bye